This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you as we conclude a week of broadcasting. And if you've been with us, you know that we've been speaking about the appointed times of the Lord, specifically Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And we saw how God worked powerfully and how we as Jewish people have celebrated the Passover for 3,500 years. We saw that the people of Israel cried out to God because of the bondage, and God heard their cry. God called upon Moses and promised that he will go with him, that he would go to Pharaoh and say, Let my people go that they may serve me. And of course, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and it took nine plagues, and he didn't uh, submit to the word of God. It took the tenth plague the death of the firstborn, to cause him to relent. So what do we remember mostly from the issue of Passover? I think two things should stand out in all of our minds. Number one, the lamb that was slain. And number two, the power of the blood, the blood shed by that unblemished lamb. And on the night of the last plague, when the firstborn of humans and beasts were to be stricken dead, the Lord told Moses to tell the people, a lamb for a household, to take the blood of the lamb that they would put in a basin and mark the lentils and the doorposts of their home to stay in their home as the, as the Lord passed over the houses where he saw the blood. It was the blood that caused the Lord to pass over and spare the firstborn of the humans as well as the beasts. It was the blood of the Lamb that delivered the people of Israel from death. And it is the blood of the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, that delivers us from death. 
and gives us life. It gives us his life, which we'll talk about next week, first fruits. He was the first fruit. He was risen from the dead. Jesus was our offering. And the blood of the lamb on Passover, our Jewish people don't know the prophecy. It was a prophetic thing that the blood was put on the lentils and the doorposts of a celebration that unsaved, unknowing Israel has celebrated for 3,500 years, and they don't know that Jesus is the Messiah. You know, it's interesting, June, while you were speaking, there's a a Passover plate that's in the center of the Passover meal. And the only semblance of the Lamb of God was the dried out shank bones. Burnt. Excuse me? Burnt with fire. That's right. A picture, a picture of what remains of the uh, lamb that was slain that night, just a dried out, burnt out shank bone. So again, we just encourage you to pray for Israel and one day, as we read about it in Romans 9, 10, and 11, all Israel shall be saved and they will fulfill their destiny when they become a blessing to all nations in the world. And during this season with COVID-19, it's a plague in the earth and a time for every listener to, for Zion's sake, to question what the Lord is speaking to each one of us. You know, Junie, when you said that, the thought that came to my mind is, it's very easy to um, be a believer when things are going your way, when everything falls into place, when God, you know God's presence is with you. But the real test, I believe, occurs when there's a crisis. And, you know, this uh, coronavirus has affected everyone. Things that we normally do are no longer available to us. So I want to bring forth two questions that appear in the, in the scriptures. We pay attention to the commandments, and we know that Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. But have you ever given any consideration to the questions that appear in the scripture? I want to present before Junie and me and all of you these two questions. The first one appears in Genesis chapter 1, verse 10. It says, Then the Lord called to man and said to him, Where are you? The other question appears in James chapter 4, verse 14. And the specific question is, What is your life? My brothers and sisters, hear these questions because it's such a time, for such a time as this, we need to be able to answer these questions. Number one, where are you? And number two, what is your life? Again, what a time journey it is to examine our life and see what our priorities really are. And Jesus said, I have come to give you life and that more abundantly. And the life of the Messiah is eternal. 
The life of the Messiah brings peace. The life of the Messiah brings salvation. Yes, Lord. The life of the Messiah takes away fear and gives us faith to believe that he is. That brought to mind, Junie, a portion of scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, where Paul speaks, For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died, and he died and he died for all, that they who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again on their behalf. Junie, what a message for today in the crisis that we're all going through. And you brought up the issue of Jesus declaring things. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 10.10, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Junie, how are we living in the midst of this corona uh, virus? Yeah, go ahead. And you know, Shelley, the life that God gives is eternal. Yes. And the things that are eternal are opposed by our flesh and our soul because our soul is fallen. Just as you said, where are you? That's what God asked Adam. Where are you after he ate of the forbidden fruit? So if in your life you have done things that God has forbidden, you can ask him to forgive you. You can cry out to him to deliver you like the Israelites did in Egypt and the blood of the lamb that was put on the lentils and the doorposts spared them from the death of the firstborn. And God wants to spare you from death and give you his life and give you hope. And as you turn to him, he'll give you purpose You were born with purpose, and that purpose is not only for days or months or years. That purpose is eternal, and it's a joy. And as Jews, Shelley and I found the Lord, I was 30 and Shelley was 35 years old. We lived the first 30 years not knowing him. So if you don't know him, cry out to him. He can deliver you. And even during this time of the plague of the coronavirus, there's hope. Because if you think of every crisis in your life, it caused you to cry out to God, even if you didn't believe in him. How much more when you come to know him and believe that he is, will he deliver you and answer you and meet you in this crisis. You know, Junie, we hear many uh, people giving impressions of what this is. You know, for the most part, we don't know. But I just want to uh, say that because of the condition of this world, you might consider, or I believe you should consider, that this could very well be a judgment of God, which I tend to believe. Listen to this verse from Isaiah 26, verse 9. God has judged, 
is judging and always will judge. Because remember, he is coming back to judge the earth. Isaiah 26, verse 9. For when your judgments are in the earth, the uh, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. That's when, so important, Shelley. Junior, I want to read it again, uh, and then uh, I want to hear what you say. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. That's so important because God is righteous, and we need to learn about him not read about him, not listen to messages about him, yes. but learn out of his life, teaching us in our life. And that has to do with a personal relationship yes. with the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to identify with our Jewish kinsmen by reciting the Shema. And if you know it, Recite it with us. This is Friday night, the Sabbath. Right. Shema Yisrael. Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Father, I pray you speak to every individual that they will examine what is their life and where they are with you. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And... You can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.